Welcome to the Sega Genesis Exploration Podcast, episode 69, a select button guide and podcast. Every week we select three games at random and you get to vote on which one we play. This time our brave explorers went in guns blazing to hunt down Ranger X. We'll be discussing it using the five standard metrics for scoring a video game. Blast processing, Tude, Nintendon't, Fantasy with a PH, and Zillion. I'm your host, Courier Rice. Shut up. It's fantasy. It's... We're moving on. (laughs) And I'm your co-host, Virtual Awesome Clint. And today, we're joined by... And I'm shrugged, but I'm shrugged to an extreme. I've got tons of chewed, and I'm here to be indifferent, but with attitude. Yeah. Awesome, baby. Awesome, baby! I am no code. (laughs) I can't follow that. Awesome, baby. Awesome, baby! So, Ranger... (laughs) Awesome, baby. I think my heart stopped so, Ranger X, originally released in Japan on May 28th, 1993, and later released in America, fuck yeah, and Europe, however you say fuck yeah in European, the same year. Ranger X is a kick-ass game where you play a robot riding on a robot that shoots other robots. GamePro once described this game as RoboCop on a Harley. It was developed by Gao Entertainment, now known as Nex Entertainment, and published by Sega themselves. The devs would also make Crusader of Sent. Crusader of Senti, and the Saturn ports of Battle Arena, Toshinden Remix, and Resident Evil. They also uh, would go on to make some Nintendo games. I think they also worked on Bayonetta, the PS3 version. Anyway, I asked everyone to play this for one hour minimum. How long did you all play Ranger X? I played for about an hour, and I did really, really good at it. I didn't die until I got a game over, and then that's when I died all the times. I played for about an hour or two, but it was like three hours. There was so much game packed in to this game that it was like it was like the whole game had revved up for an exciting game before the game started, only on Genesis. Awesome baby. Awesome baby. <laughs> You can't keep saying awesome, baby, because I'm going to insert that in every time after you say it. <laughs> awesome, baby. <laughs> I uh, I played this game for 15 hours because it's awesome, baby. God damn it. And I couldn't even get past the fifth stage because of all the nuance. All the nuance. Which is there. It's there. Absolutely. It's, it's deep. It uses all six buttons. Oh, yeah, it it definitely... I mean, you'll never see that on a Super Nintendo. There's not enough buttons on a Super Nintendo controller. There's only four. There's, like, well, how many... There's, like... I thought there were two. I've, I've never seen a Super Nintendo. No, there's definitely four, and they're, like, in Japan, they're, like, different colors. But anyway, whatever. It's fine. Seriously, though, who needs a select button? <laughs> who needs different colors on your face buttons? What? Who needs different colors on your face buttons? Babies, that's who. Genesis isn't for babies, though. 
It is for extreme teens. <laughs> it's <laughs> definitely a dumb console for babies. Uh, I played this about an hour, maybe two. Uh, I ended up beating it, but I immediately, when I started it, turned on all the cheats uh, so that I could get to the end because old games are brutal and uh, that's what everyone tells me. And I didn't want to even risk the chance of dying. It sounded super scary. So, uh, but I beat it. So I'm pretty, pretty much uh, Lord Gamer. Yeah. No shit. I'm actually impressed. Yeah. Like I, 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 I said I didn't die, but shamefully i did actually die a few times actually i died a couple of times on the first level but i suppose we'll get to that <laughs> oh god i keep flashing <laughs> back to those times i ran into enemies in sonic and i i can't go back to the game <laughs> yeah that game's scary there's spikes there's drowning i've i mean I've, I've i've heard about the drowning i i as soon as i landed in the water i immediately shut off the console you motherfucker! <laughs> How dare you? Anyway, awesome baby. <laughs> Let's move on to our first topic. Our first topic is blast processing. How your butts feel after playing this? Raw, blasted in the back of my head, all the way through. Awesome, baby. I know that I immediately had to go to the bathroom after playing this game. In this game, you have a robot, and you have a robot motorcycle, and you can both stand on the robot motorcycle to move around, and you can push down to get into the robot motorcycle, and you can zip around on the ground as part one with your robot motorcycle. It is the best form of locomotion since the spin dash. I definitely am glad that this game uh, fulfilled my lifelong dream of being able to be inside a motorcycle. I just think this game had a good amount of robots. I'm always looking for good robots and, and lots of them. And being a robot inside of another robot, because it's important to note that the motorcycle itself is semi-autonomous. So getting inside that robot definitely makes you a double robot. Um, it took me the, the first level I died a couple of times because I didn't figure out that the, uh, the motorcycle robot had a second health bar. Uh, so I just fucking ran into everything. Like, see, because I play games, like, at Mach 5, and I just, like, slam into things, and this game definitely doesn't, it punishes that, so I died a lot. <laughs> That's what I sound like every day. I get up in the morning, what do I do? I spin dash, right into a wall. And, yeah. Get up in the morning every day, and then I spin dash right away. <laughs> sonic boom, sonic boom. Nice. Every day I wake up and I put one of the Sonic cartoons in my VCR and I recite all the words while working out. 
that allows you you have a you can switch back and forth between being inside your robot and also being just a robot and so you have, can manage two different health bars strategically that's two health bars that's twice the health bars of any super nintendo uh game so there that's a blast you need blast processing to maximize health bars only on sega we do what nintendo does not that's how that's that's the phrasing this game really I, requires blast processing from the player. Yeah, that's probably... I wasn't blasting enough, and that's why I kept dying. Like, no I need- Nintendo dorks here. Hey, speaking of blasting, I read, did some research on this excellent game and found out that the plot is that the homeworld has been invaded by a confederation of edge zone terrorists. That means that Sega, even in the 90s, knew all about edging well before it was an internet meme ahead of the time. I didn't quite catch that. I didn't quite catch that, but I felt it. I certainly felt it while I was playing. (laughs) Jesus, truck. He said head, and I love that. Uh, so did anyone notice that the first boss, it looks like a giant, like, robot on top of another robot, riding a weird, or, like, riding a weird horse robot or something? I think that's, like, a narrative parallel. And you can blast its, hey, it's like a a, a warning about how you don't want to get your little robot blasted when you're riding it, because you can blast its legs out, and then it's there, helpless, on the ground, keening, longing for death. This game is so touching. <laughs> Only with blast processing can you get these kind of emotions. David Cage is right. Oh my God. Is the true Sega spirit only alive in David Cage? I think it may be true. I think that David Cage carries on the spirit because this game definitely had me feeling that robo romance. Those legs, so long. Definitely into those gams on that big, big boss. <laughs> that was a huge, huge fucking boss, though. Like, like, I, yeah, I don't know. I liked it. I I didn't catch on until the second time I, I went through that boss that it was a robot sort of on top of. It was like a little person robot on top of a big. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, uh, it took me a second to figure that out as well. It was only after watching the, another playthrough earlier today that I caught that before I was just like, God, you're big so big just very big look at these big boys i'm shooting all these big big boys big boys that can only be this big on the sega genesis <laughs> yeah no i definitely think that this amount of sprites and and uh you know big sprites did it wouldn't work on on the super nintendo they don't have blast they don't have the blast you know what i like about being in the motorcycle the robot in the motorcycle is that vor anyway um that the uh when you're you're firing is okay so normally you fire shots to the left or the right and that's the only way you can fire but when you're in the motorcycle the shots automatically track enemies honestly i think it's a little too easy i think they were giving some concessions for casual gamers but at the same time it's a neat uh it's a neat idea definitely makes the first boss essentially trivial though But if you do that, you you still have to avoid it shooting at the ground. I mean, you can get under its big fat belly, but then it might fall on you. Hmm. 
I was afraid to use the uh, robo skateboard most of the time because it kept following me around. So I kind of just spent the whole game running from it. I I honestly thought it was an enemy at first. I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, I th- this is I had to read the damn manual to understand what was going on, which, you know, it shows the level of complexity they had going on here. And like this really does. OK, so you can play this game with a three button controller. Don't do that. You're not getting the full awesome experience. If you play it with a six button controller, then you get additional controls. You can technically use them with the three button, but it doesn't work as well. So it's it's it's. Should we explain the controls? Oh, Should yeah. we explain this game? I don't think we've explained the game very well. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned this is a robot on a robot with robots, but it's uh, there is definitely uh, it, there's some there's some wiggity wackness to its control scheme that makes it very unique, very non Nintendo. You mean genius? Nuance. I meant, I meant genius. Thank you. It is wiggity whack in the best kind of whack way, but so it's 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 this kind of like side-scrolling platformer game, right? And you're a big robot. You can only shoot to the left or the right. You have different buttons for shooting left and shooting right, so you can move one way, shoot another way. Kind of neat, right? Um, and then you've got another button that so A is shoot left, C is shoot right, and B is use your special weapon, which which recharges in the sun. That's cool. But then if you got the six-button controller, you can use x and z to move your little motorcycle like uh what's it autonomously like like remotely there we go and then i forget what the middle button does it does something cool i don't fucking remember (laughs) and then you go through these stages and you got to kill certain targets so it's not just like you get to the end it's not mario it's like you know a better game so you got to like be strategic about it you gotta you gotta know where you're going and what you're doing I've never heard of a Nintendo game where you have to think while you play. And this game made me think a whole lot about a whole lot of things. You have to destroy power supplies in this game. Power supplies. In what game on Nintendo, on Nintendant, are there power supplies for anything? I don't think they exist. This game is basically Minecraft only better and years earlier and 16-bit and full of blast and robots too and none of your money goes to that guy who wears the pork pie hat oh yeah swatch i hate that guy that game's on like xbox though right so like it's probably okay yeah i mean like you could play it you know but it's also like on Switch now, I think. So like, I don't know what to think anymore. Yeah, it's real confusing. Like, you know, it's hard to be a loyal Sega fan anymore. Like, there's just there's nowhere to go. There's no home base. It's a real tragedy. That's why here we want to be your home base for Sega. We want to you we want to make you feel the '90s all over again, right in your shorts. I walk this a lonely road. Your 32x zone. That didn't mean anything, but it doesn't <laughs> have to mean anything. All that matters. Is that you feel something in your heart. And your short. And also your shorts. <laughs> so this would have been a perfect 32X game because you could have just called it Ranger 32X and everybody would have known what it was. It's the sequel to Ranger oh my God. X. You're right. 
Imagine how big the robots would have been on 32X. Very big, even bigger. Your sprite would have been so small compared to the giant robots, you couldn't have even seen yourself. It would have been like looking at a gnat on the, on the Empire State Building. Would have been very big, is what I'm saying. The parallax scrolling would have been even more realistic. Yeah, it would have been good. <laughs> I got to that level at one point where with the like infinitely tall uh, apartment building that you have to shoot into, that you don't have to shoot into, but you can shoot all the windows out. And I just kept thinking, God, I want to live in that apartment with the robot shooting at me. <laughs> shoot me, daddy. Shoot me with your love gun. <laughs> Oh god. Um yeah, so like the levels were cool. What was that? Was like was that Sean clapping? That's the bad nick exploding noise. Do it, do it again, do it. There it oh, is. There it is. Oh. Awesome. I love it. Pretty satisfying. It is. It's a satisfying noise. It's a very satisfying noise. Uh, okay, less satisfying. Blowing out my speakers. <laughs> Fuck. I love these explicitly anti Nintendo sounds. <laughs> yes. God, they're so loud. <laughs> That's how it should be, I guess, but they're very loud. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's talk about the levels. Like, each level had a level and then a boss, right? So. The first level, like, and they kind of change. They're they're really different. So the first level is like really pretty flat, uh, and then the second level, uh, the then you got the big horse robot that we talked about, and then <laughs> then the second level is like a cave though. It's completely different, and then you're you're kind of hunting things out, right? It's it's maze like. You got to find the power sources for turrets and blow them up and shit. You know, that was cool. I love that cave and how all the acid pits and all the very aggressive rocks that will run uphill towards you and i love the vampire sperm that come after you after you blow up their eggs and if you break the rocks in the ceiling they can't get through the light as a big robo mech man you have a rocket pack but it'll overheat fast so you have to manage that because this has an extreme amount of systems and things on your screen to keep track of for a 16-bit game, as it should be. And so you have to keep track of that. And, 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 and. Oh, God. I didn't think it would come. Where was I? So, and then you have your special weapon meter which you get recharged <laughs> with the sun. So, of course, when you're in a cave, there's no sun, so it's easy to run out. So you have to blast holes in the ceiling, which I seem to just sort of do accidentally. And the weird, your way is blocked by these weird egg things out of which will come these weird, extremely durable, tiny worms that attack you. And in addition to the 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 streams of light from the whole ceiling holes being things that you can stand into re, to recharge your special weapon they act as barriers that the vampire worm things will not cross so there's all these things interacting there's all these systems there's all these things that 
their ceilings. Nintendo does not have ceilings. You go into a place in 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 the Legend of Zelda, um, whatever the fuck does a thing, you <laughs> can keep track because it doesn't matter. It's Nintendo, and 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 there's no ceiling. It just blacks it out because Nintendo does not have ceiling technology. Yeah, like, you know, in Mario World, like, you can just sort of fly over everything with that cool, I mean, crappy cape and shit. There's no ceilings. One time I went to a friend's house and I saw them playing Zelda and they went into a dungeon and you you could see everything except the ceiling and the fact that they, like, I just immediately said, Nintendo is a bunch of cowards, and I walked out, and I walked home because, like, I lived several miles away, but I walked home because I wouldn't, I refused to deal with a developer that uh, will only give you 90% of a product. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a long walk, but I got to. <laughs> that's, you know, that's real it was, dedication. It was the principle. You probably got there pretty fast spin dashing the whole way, so... With Mario, you get that little tanuki tail, and then you get that meter all the way up, and then you fly. And so long as that meter is all the way up, you just fly and fly and fly. You keep your momentum going, and you stay flying. Now, in this game, your meter goes all the way up, and you fall, because this game isn't for babies, this yeah. game knows that when your meters go up, there are consequences. This game has a lot of lessons for adults. A yeah. lot of real value. Verisimilitude is a word I think you could apply to this, if I knew what it meant. Um, fuck, there was something I was going to say. Shit. It's not a word. Oh, sorry. I think I meant blast processing. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your phone vibrates when you hit that button, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck. It, um, it's, it's a 3D effect. It adds to the listening experience. Uh, the, yeah. The RL experience. Speaking be a... of 3D, are oh, we going to talk about the true 3D cutscenes in this game? Or are we saving that for Nintendon't? I think we got to save that for Nintendon't. we got to really get in there on what Nintendon't do, and 3D is one of those things. But I will say, look forward to it. The descriptions of that are going to be wild. Um, this game totally inspired Escape from New York. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, shit, what was the boss level two? I don't remember it. Wait, which level? The cave level. Uh, shit, it was... Hold on, I think I have it in my notes. It's the one with like the endless hallway with the true 3D parallax scrolling, and you just have to like I don't know. Kill oh, the with the the flying enemies that yeah. never hurt you if you just back away from them. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah that was yeah. great. I actually and the robot really train dog. Yeah, that was cool because you had this like big. So you had all these little robots that sort of burst through the walls sometimes, and like you kill all those, and it's like. Great, I did it. And then the real boss comes out, and it's like a big... Like you said, it's a train dog. It's got, like, three segments, but it's not apparent immediately that it has three segments until you kill the first one, and then it's left with only two, and you're like, oh, shit, it's still alive. It exploded, but it's still going. Uh, it's a very... There's a lot of mobility there. You're moving back and forth and shit. It's good. 
I was really surprised how the enemies uh, set up this expectation that if you just keep walking backwards, then they'll never catch you. But the boss, when it gets to its last phase, will just run straight through you anyway. I thought that was, like, extremely postmodern. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, the last boss punishes you for the behaviors that you learned. Like, even even before it gets to that one, like, that boss doesn't move on its own. It moves with the screen. So when you're constantly backing up, you're you're losing the ability to shoot at it properly. And if you just stop for a second, it will actually stop, too. So it's kind of a... It, it, it's a neat conceit. So... And then what was... So level three was the one... Was that the jungle one, or was that the skyscraper? More of a forest. Yeah, forest. With so many levels of parallax. Levels of parallax you can only achieve on Sega. It was parallax to the max. Because you have this vast, your old motorbike is replaced by a great big flying machine. Some people might call it a plane, but... I think that's doing it a disservice. I think that's too common a term for so something you use a so bit extreme. more nuance. Yes. Uh, it's a roboplane. It's a, it's a Herzog's Vey. It's a platform. It's a plane you can stand on. And a plane you can it's become part of. It's only on Sega Genesis or Mega Drive in the PAL territories. And... This vast and gorgeous canopy spreads out behind you, and you just want to spin dash through it. That was my favorite level, because you had this interesting thing, because, okay, we haven't been clear about this necessarily, but your special weapons only... (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Your special weapons only charge when you're in the sunlight. So when you're underneath the canopy of this forest, your special weapons don't charge. So you are doing this thing where you're jumping up in outside of the out of the canopy to recharge and then you're diving back in. It's just chaos, but it's 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 lovely. That was that was my favorite moment of the game and I the one that I'm gonna remember until the day I die from overload of video games. I'm gonna be completely honest, I had no idea that the solar power thing was a thing. I read the manual. That's me. It's Clint. The guy reads the fucking manual sometimes. <laughs> Not I all the time. I just intuited it. You just yeah. You're you are the smart one. I get yeah. <laughs> if we were That's Sonic we characters, who would who would you be if you were a Sonic character? I'd be Tails because I'm cute as fuck. No code would also be Tails because No code is smart. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Shit. So you'd both be the tails, the two tails. <laughs> a tale of two tails. I'd be Knuckles because I want to get Sonic pregnant. <laughs> Shut up. I want to get Sonic pregnant. <laughs> we can both get Sonic pregnant so long as Sonic can sense. <laughs> Have you ever thought about how Sonic... When Knuckles gets Sonic pregnant... <laughs> and they have Babby. Both of them can still Stop. be the daddy. Babby and daddy. there's not necessarily a mommy. What I'm saying is that Sega was way behind, way ahead of the times. I mean, they were so like, ahead they were behind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can do that in like, Sonic, I think. <laughs> Hmm. 
It's true, though. Mm. It's true. I also, I want to revise if I'm a Sonic character, um, I'm Oma Chow, because Oma Chow is the best. Oma Chow? Is it, Oma, is it Omni Chow? Thank you. It's Omo it's, Chow, and it's everyone's favorite character. I think it's Omni Chow. No, it's Omo Chow. It's Omni KO. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, what, so yeah, that was a cool level. And like, you, you, you do a lot of flying in that one. Did any of you notice that if you crouch as the, as the big robo and then start flying, you actually take off like twice as fast as you normally would? Yes, I absolutely knew that. I knew that. Yes, I knew that. <laughs> no, couldn't knew that. I didn't. Uh, well, I might have accidentally discovered it at one point just by mashing buttons because I was very, very scared. That's because the hero of Ranger X is Sonic the Hedgehog, and that is why the Ranger X robot is blue. I regret introducing the idea of a soundboard at some point. I deeply regret this. You regret mentioning it 10 episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, I never knew it would come to fruition. Don't do that, Shrug, again on the podcast. <laughs> do what again? <laughs> never mind. Um, <laughs> what was level f- level four was the was a skyscraper, yeah? Yeah, probably. That shit yes. rule. That was fucking awesome. That like, was actually this, extremely cool. I mean, all of it was extremely cool, but that was extremely cool. Like that was that was really actually very fucking cool. <laughs> I sort of hated it at the same time, but it was cool. <laughs> it was it was it, it, it had its moments of of being a little bit too hard, but like I don't know, it's just it was very big. Like I was surprised how big it was. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I don't, I don't really get it. <laughs> and that is it. wait that's not a segue is it i don't know what's a seg that's the bike you ride on yeah the the the, the tall bike yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's a good enough good enough tall bike for me so yeah uh also in the forest something i learned while watching someone else's uh playthrough of it was that you can actually shoot the apples that are in the trees and they explode in fire. Possibly the most extreme apples in the history of games. Imagine if, if, if Yoshi was in, I mean, don't imagine it too hard because that's sacrilege, but imagine if Yoshi was in this game and ate an exploding apple. How cool would that be? The forest level really has like an astounding, like ecological theme really resonates the message is just so important. You fight a funny-looking chill creature with weird segmented arms. Weird segments that throb. Only oh, yeah. I on love, Sega. I love that fight and how you both are, have a lot of difficulty actually hitting each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because the... You can only hurt its eye, and its eye is always closed, and it, for some reason, never knows how to shoot you. And it's possible to spend more than half of the fight with its tentacles just pointed behind it, firing at nothing. <laughs> I, I truly loved that. I think there was... Well, that, that boss definitely... I think if we're talking about ecological themes, 
you, to really defeat that boss, you had to stop shooting before you shot it some more. So I think really that is an anti-war sentiment, the pointlessness of war, the pointlessness of these, these combats. But, but we still must soldier on because what are we? We're soldiers, also robots, also half motorcycle. Also Sega segments. Segments. What's with, yeah. What is with the Genesis and segmentation? We should really get to the bottom of that someday. Yeah, it's it's all very Vector Man, isn't it? Yes, indeed. The infamous Vector Man. I really wish he could have been included in Balls 3D fighting in its ballsiest. I wish they'd made a, a Ms. Vector Man. Speaking of ballsy, that's a good segue. And next up is our second segment, Tood. <laughs> How do y'all feel about the two to this game? This game got big fucking robots. What more needs to be said? Big fucking robots. You get a sense of scale in the intro to the first boss when there's like actual humans running around and they're about, I would say, an eighth of your size. You get a sense of that scale, and then suddenly this thing comes in that's like ten times your size. Another sense of scale. That's a lot of tood for one game. You know what I mean? Yo, it's a motherfucking gigantic robot riding a gigantic motherfucking robot unicycle. This game has more tood than the entire Nintendo library combined. I think it could be said that the sleepy-eyed mollusk has serious dude itself and could have competed with our beloved Sonic for a mascot position. It's not give a fuck. It wants only to wave its arms and perhaps to shoot at robots. Why does it hit robots? It just does. Fuck a robot. Fuck a robot. <laughs> I think this game also has a good sense of it. God damn it, Shrug. <laughs> I think this game also has a good sensitive side, where in the end, you uh, you you save the day, you fight the bald night on bald mountain bad guy, and then you get out of yourself. You just a little man that gets out of the robot, and it, and he gets a girlfriend. I guess I don't know where she came from, but she's in there, and you it really means a lot to me to think that maybe we're all just robots with tiny guys inside us. <laughs> Tiny guys in our ooze. Remember the ooze? Ah, the ooze. Ooze! How many times have we said ooze in this podcast? It's 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 ridiculous. I think we're up to like 200 now. When are we going to play that? <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to play that. I mean, that's our tagline. It's not the ooze. I, I don't know what game this comes from. <laughs> It comes from the ooze. <laughs> okay, good. Good. I'm glad I'm back. Okay, back in character. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I, that was, I just sneezed a few times. Just sneezed out the ooze. Mm, it's all over my microphone now. I put my mouth really close to this microphone, so now I'm covered in ooze. <laughs> now you will never fail to remember the ooze. The ooze. These games, these Sega games, the Sega podcast always reminds me of every day when 
Nickelodeon isn't a thing anymore. And there's no Gek. There's no Goose. There's no Double Dare. There's no kids putting monkeys together really badly. I miss it all. Yeah, it's a real tragedy. It's a real tragedy. I I had a, a, a tub of Gak when I was a kid. We kept it on top of the refrigerator because my mom really didn't want us to have it. And it was like radioactive green, like all good things. And uh, it smelled like, I would say popcorn, but more like piss. It smelled a lot like piss. And I loved it. One time, as I was I going, piss too. Yeah, it was good. So you know, piss gack. That we left it up there for too long once, and the top of the refrigerator got hot, and the shit hardened, and it still smelled like piss, but it was just stuck to the inside of the container. So it was hard gack. So that's I think that's there's an opportunity there. I think we need to kickstart hard piss gack. I think we've got there's there's surely an audience. Anyway. I would buy it. I would kickstart it, and then I would buy it after already being in the top uh, tier, so th- which would allow me to go to dinner with the creator of Hard Gek and eat the Hard Gek with him. <laughs> I would take my Hard Gek that smelled like a piss, and I would make, I would carve monkey parts out of it, and then I would put those monkey parts together badly. And it would be a real nostalgic pie fest for me. Why do I say pie fest? Because I would bake those monkey parts into a piss pie. And then I would eat them. Would you like to eat them with me? Yes. Air horn, air horn, air horn. (laughs) Uh, This is why we have Shrug here, because he's the real nostalgic luminary. Thank you, Shug. <laughs> um, you know what I would do with a with a bunch of hard gack is I would have, uh, you know, I would put you can't do that on TV back on the air, and instead of using slime, I would use hard gack like buckets of it, and I would just drop it on people and kill them. Oh, and God. They would That's be there. The problem with today's world is you can't get away with murdering children on television. Not like when we were kids. Yeah. The world didn't have space for these SJW babies that don't want to be murdered. God, I loved voting for Trump. <laughs> oh, no, no. It got really hard right in the voting room. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well. What uh, is it with these babies who don't want to be killed by hard gack <laughs> on TV? <laughs> um. <laughs> What what other two do we have? For our entertainment. You know all those all those shows, all those live action shows on Nickelodeon that were made by that one weird pedophile who got fired or something? I don't know. Anyway, uh, I think all the kids on there are actors. I had a suspicion, but now now you're you're really ruining my nostalgia. Dude, like, no. Oh no, no, the new ones. The new ones. Oh, oh, that pedophile. Like, like on I, like on our car. I well, on our Carly. <laughs> I think everyone on there's an actor. Oh yeah, I didn't watch that shit. It was new. It was shitty. I fucking hated it. <laughs> um, right. What are we on? What are we talking about? We're talking about dude. Dude.
Right. Uh, yeah, this game had two. If you have enough two, you can shrug off death. The problem with kids these days is that they don't have enough two to escape from a spike trap. You know that this game really, really had some two because, like, when you're in the motorcycle, you have this second shield, right? And I assumed that if I got killed in the motorcycle, that the motorcycle would explode and I would pop out. But you don't. You just fucking die. It's just it's just telling you you should have paid more attention, you piece of shit. It's a lot of tubes. You can die while inside the motorcycle because that's kind of hilarious because the, the playthrough I was watching, this person was hiding in the X-Up, the, the motorcycle thing, while it had a sliver of health and the the actual ranger mech or whatever had full health and they were just going through one of the last levels hiding inside of it with a sliver of health and I was just like... Well, it's a good thing that they're perfectly safe in there. Nope. If that loses all of its health while you're in it, then you die. You just die. I found that out in the second level in the acid pools. So, yep, that's some dude. Dude! How did everyone feel about the robot falconry? Robot falconry, yeah! I have never seen a bird in a Nintendo game, and... I'm really glad they put a bird in this game because I felt it was the one thing that was missing. The closest thing to a bird in a Nintendo game is, is that you're going to get is is the Birdman in Pilot Wing 64, which looks I never had an N64, so I don't know. Maybe it's cool. It look, I, well, it's probably not. Anyway, there's a Birdman in there. There's no birds. This game had robot birds. That's double better than a Birdman. <laughs> Sorry. My I liked what? that I liked that anytime I brought the bird out, it went and attacked all the enemies, but if the enemy went off screen, the bird came back to me because that speaks a lot to my um my insecurities and my need to be near those that make me feel like I don't have to be challenged. And that's called loyalty, baby. You get that bird loves you. That bird Maybe wants to fuck you. Not that I'm saying it wants to fuck I you, but maybe it does. I think that's called awesome baby. Excuse me. I'm 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 the editor here. I will choose when to insert awesome baby. I'm gonna insert one right now. Awesome baby. I think that that's it's it's going over you. You can't hear shrug because there's too many awesome babies. Bird fucking baby. Well, I mean, if the Falcon wants to do it. I guess I'm down. That's called consent, baby. The great thing about falcon around. The great <laughs> the great thing about robot falcons as opposed to actual falcons is that a robot falcon can be intelligent and can consent. Whereas normal animal falcon Yeah. You don't want to fuck a normal animal falcon. There's nothing I like better than Falcon outside. <laughs> oh my god! I okay, like on a re on a reality <laughs> note. Oh god! On a, re- I just saw a documentary where there was a falcon the size of a sparrow in Borneo, and it hunted butterflies, and that's just fucking great. I just love that. Like a this little tiny falcon, it was a little bird of prey. About the size of, let's say, one of those small Red Bulls, like the tiny Red Bulls, and it hunted fucking butterflies. That's in- that's great. Anyway, I just I just really liked that. 
Was that in real life? Yeah, that was that was real. That's real. I'm not making this up. This is true. This is absolutely true. <laughs> That's great. Also, that reminds me, the size of the bird in this game is actually probably the size of a human. Which is perfect. Perfect and terrifying. Especially if the Falcon wants to fuck me, like you said. The Falcon wants to fuck for sure. Excuse me, I have to go to DeviantArt really quick. I'll be back. I'm not bringing anything back. I just have to go. <laughs> Long silence. Extra 20 minutes to the podcast. Yeah. Sega. It Sega. It's called a white-fronted falconet, and there's not very much information about it on Wikipedia. It was in this, this documentary about monsoons. That was like a BBC documentary. It's on Netflix, motherfuckers. Watch that shit. I think it was like episode three or four. I can't remember. Anyway, it's fucking great. Watch it eat butterflies. Yeah. Um, shit. What else? You know, I didn't get... There's like five special weapons. You start with two. You start with a flamethrower and like this bomb you drop on the ground that like makes a shockwave and then you can pick up the falcon in the forest, which is so tutinous. I didn't get any others, though. Are there more? I love that our two segment is literally just blast processing part two. Hey, look. <laughs> Blast processing is full of tude, so it, they kind of overlap. It is. Yeah. I'm genuine. I'm genuine. This podcast okay. is perfect and flawless. And uh, I saw, like, aside from the very perfect bird power-up that makes it so I don't have to play the game, um, I when I was watching that playthrough, at one point they picked up a power-up at some point that I missed that I never saw in-game that just charges up and then fires a gigantic beam that covers like almost the entire screen and kills everything, including like most like a big chunk of a boss's health. And I was like, wow, I never found that because I don't branch out and I'm afraid of video games. <laughs> Coward rice. <laughs> Coward rice. That's what they call me. Yep. That's your nickname on the playground. Lord gamer Coward rice. It's 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 you know it kind of opposes they they oppose each other those nicknames but they're they're both true. I can, you say can be lordly and your cowardice. Tactical retreat. Tactical cheesing. Yonder, yonder Lord Coward Rush. Fuck. Like, okay, like let's see. What else have we got here? The 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 robots were were incredibly detailed, like the big bosses, especially that first one. I feel like they maybe, maybe shot their load right at the beginning with that big old boss, but it's so cool looking. Like, oh my god. It looks fucking great. It's pretty rad. Yeah. I think I wonder if they took influence from the only other robot anime which is gundam question mark gundam i've never i don't watch anime i'm sorry i've never what is is it like animation why is it short why is the word it's short i i understand why you wouldn't want to because it's japanese and like why not just stick to sega which is american <laughs> yeah this is this american game ranger x made in las vegas by westwood <laughs> It was made by James Woods. James Woods. 
Isn't he a killer? Anyway. Didn't he kill someone? In some of his movies, he has killed the people he's worked with, yes. Okay. okay. He, he killed On the Michael set. J. Fox. Oh, no. Not many people know that. Wait. But it, it's okay. Michael J. Fox loved the zapper. He's a Nintendo fiend. Deserved death. More like Michael J. sucks. I heard that James Woods gave Michael J. Fox his uh, terrible case of, uh, what is it, chicken pox. (laughs) Michael J. Fox got chicken pox. I like it. That's good. The rhyming is good. Uh, Fuck. What else we got, Tootinus? Like, there's a lot of things. I think, I think the enemy at the end, the, the main boss, and people might call it, has a lot of tood. It has horns. It fills almost half the screen. It has very little animation. Maybe they were running out of animations. You can only fit so much animation in, even when your game has blast processing, but it does have gigantic purple muscles. And big old spiky wings. It ripples with dude. Must Personally, be. I'm very impressed by things that never move, which is why statues are uh, my dream career. You know, I was getting James Woods confused with Robert Wagner. I'll let you figure out why. <laughs> I can't figure out why. Because Natalie Wood drowned. And I thought James Woods maybe was involved in that. Anyway, he probably was. He probably was that fucker. Actually, this end boss looks a little bit like an ex- heavily mutated Sonic the Hedgehog. Perhaps the most extreme form of Sonic the Hedgehog. Could this be the most extreme game ever made? Could it have the most tood? ever realized ever blasted through 16 bits of power now let's talk about sonic because i think there's a little bit of tood there that you discovered curry in the japanese version of this game yeah eventually they had to send it on over to those weirdos (laughs) right anyway (laughs) i'm not racist i'm right (laughs) jesus christ anyway (laughs) Anyway, yes, there is there is a nation called Japan. The end. I don't have anything. Man, this final boss is rad looking. I'm what I'm looking at the screenshots now. I didn't get to the final boss. I I got to the the skyscraper boss, and then I I died like right after, and I didn't I didn't care anymore. But like, wow, very rippling muscles, very spiky like, head. Does he got like tubes in him? I can't remember. He's got tusks. And he's got a metal his, helmet. His torso emerges out of tubes that disappear off screen. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. He's got tube. <laughs> My cat is giving me tude because she has been invested with tude. She has been imbued with tude that comes off of this game. She's imbued with tude and now she's rude. Dude. <laughs> hell yeah I don't even need to insert sound effects like fuck it (laughs) awesome baby anyway who wants to move on to the next segment me it's me I want to
Because all this talk about what this game has that Nintendo don't makes me think about, let's talk about, let's do, let's have a segment about Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah, what does no. this game do that Nintendo? I uh, no code has sensible that... control scheme. Oh fuck yeah! Can you believe that there is actually a port of Street Fighter on of Street Fighter Two? One of them, maybe multiple, on Super Nintendo. No, and there's like not enough buttons. Yeah, there's only four. It's fucked up. I, my friend had a Super Nintendo, and I went over there, and we tried to play, play uh, I think it was Mortal Kombat or something. Anyway, there wasn't any blood, so I forget. But, yeah, there was only, like, four buttons. And they kept telling me I was holding the controller wrong, and they're like, it's upside down, you're not doing it right. But, I mean, it was all fucked up. That's what it was. And the cord went down instead of up. Like, I don't know. It was weird. It's it was really weird. unintuitive. I don't, I don't know how it ever took off. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, it's fucked up. I mean, it was a fucking conspiracy here, I'm sure of it. The, the Sega Genesis was, 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 was king or queen, you know, whatever. <laughs> We're all very accepting over here, except for Japan. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we are very accepting over here. Look, okay, so yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about, what are we talking about? Nintendo. Fuck. God. I'm drunk. Okay. There are... Wireframe. I think NoCode wanted to talk about the excellent wireframes. Yeah, talk about that, NoCode. Tell us all about the 3D shit in this game. Oh my god. I'm not prepared for this. <sighs> well, have you ever seen a John Carpenter movie? Who's that? I'm I saw Ghost of Mars. That sounds, that sounds like a dad. It's a dad name. I'm really afraid of carpenters in general. Oh yeah, okay. I hate Jesus too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Jesus just wanted to be everybody's dad. He did. The heavenly dad. <laughs> Father, forgive me. Daddy, forgive me for I have sinned. Fuck. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. No code. I'm sorry. No, yes, we've seen uh, John Carpenter fine. movies. <sighs> yeah. So it turns out that the Sega Genesis has the combination of blast process processing and tutinous power to condense all of John Carpenter's um, filmmaking genius into five seconds of extremely legible wireframe 3D turnaround rotation cutscenes. They're absolutely mind-blowing, and Nintendo don't do that. Yeah, like... Nintendo needed a fucking Super FX chip to do 3D. Just yeah, exactly. don't need it. Super effects chip? That's a nervous myth. Yeah. Wake up, sheeple. Yeah, like, every Sega game has 3D. Every Genesis game has 3D in it. And this game is no there exception. Is so much 3D in this game. It is wild. Yeah, like, in between every level, they give you a little wireframe 3D rendering... That moves all, it actually got honestly the cinematic direction on that is really fucking cool. <laughs> it looks great. It's fantastic. Um, and uh, yeah, it's supposed to show you 
what you're you're hunting on the next level. What's your target? And it kind of shows you the shape of it. Um, and I think it's really, really effective at showing me what I'm going to be hunting, even though most of the time, once I get into the level, I have absolutely no idea what that 3D wireframe was meant to represent. It still is really effective. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, as I always am, I could not figure out what the wireframe was at any point while I was looking at it, but it was really cool. Yeah. The disorientation is intentional. It makes you think. Exactly. It's pretty extreme if you ask me. Could it be that your brain is not prepared to be blasted by this level of information even now in 2018? Yeah, my brain got totally blasted when I was watching that. It really did look like the the, the plane or drone or whatever scene from Escape from New York. Which, by the way, I recently found out wasn't even CG. They took tape and put it on a... They, they, they had like a, a city that they built that was small. And they put a bunch of glow-in-the-dark tape on the, uh, the, the edges of it. And then they just filmed that. So it's not even real fucking CG, which is a real goddamn shame. But fuck you, John Carpenter. Fuck your- you, movies and your tricks. Yeah. This is why we only play video games here. Everything's real in a video game. I can't fucking believe that cinematographers actually use like fucking miniatures. It's it's like it's like making toys for babies. And also like it's like doing something needlessly difficult when you could make it easy, which is just stupid. Just do it on the Genesis, idiots. <laughs> Get a Genesis dev kit and program wireframe 3D animations that that run it's 22 frames per second or more that's that's all nothing Sega can do it out of the box god damn it i'm making an entire feature film on my genesis look i would watch that <laughs> i would absolutely watch that the shrug film on the genesis what's it about uh it's the adventures of lord gamer coward rice I'm I'm flattered. You speak in air horns, but <laughs> as as interpreted by the uh, Genesis's sound chip. So that, that was my gratitude. <laughs> Thank you for translating. <laughs> Can you translate the other air horns? Actually, no. Don't worry about it. Um. So, like, there's the other thing that actually blew me away too. Is in level. The level two boss with the weird dogs that can pop out of those walls. There's a really cool parallax effect that, uh, that, that where they're very far away in these sort of hallways. And as you walk by, you can see the whole depth of the hallway. Again, real 3D. No tricks there. 3D parallax scrolling. Another thing that Nintendo. Exactly. Nintendo. Is there any blood in this game? Fuck no. There's robot blood, you know, explosions. I have little explosions running through my veins at all time because I'm a robot. There's the blood coming out of my ears as I play it, and my mind is blown over and over and over. It's a horrifying image, and I'm glad you shared it. I do it's going to take a while for me to get over it. I'm glad you're eventually going to get over it, though. So. 
and you didn't just melt your entire brain. Thank you for all your support. I love you. There's not blood, but when you finally kill the brain, wormy brain thing that was living inside the shell, it sort of seems to explode in fart clouds. Nintendo. Nintendo. Was Boogerman on the Super Nintendo, though? I think it was only on Genesis. I would never even look at a Super Nintendo to find out. See, like, I've looked at the wiki for the Super Nintendo. Like, I never had one. And, like, you know, it seemed shit and whatever. But it had some games on it, I guess. I, I don't know. Anyway, I think Boogerman was a Genesis only. I think Sega made Boogerman. Oh, no. Created by Interplay, replaced on the Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis in 1994, and later on the SNES in 1995. Later, though. That's the, you know, we this got was, it first. It was made for the Genesis. Yeah, exactly. Genesis the NES first. version is probably an inferior blast-free port. Blast-free farts. Who wants those? I want I want Booger Band on the NES. That'd be great. <laughs> On the what? Oh, excuse me. Sorry. It's It was the thing that, that, that they came out with when they had the Master System. It was like the shitty Master System. Oh, yeah. It had, they had like four colors or something. It didn't have Alex Kidd. It had some fucking plumber. There were no rock, paper, scissor games at all. You just jumped on how did? How did you know how no to win? Money. Nintendo knew it had lost in the mascot platformer race because when it time came time to make Mario 64, they gave Mario a punch, just like Alex Kid. Wake up, Nintendo Sheep. Oh. Sheep Tendo. Awesome baby. Uh, let's see what else. What else does this game do that, that, that Nintendo? There's a lot of guns. A lot, just a huge amount of guns. Just fucking guns everywhere. Everyone had a gun. A lot of guns. You know, uh, this game didn't have any religious iconography, but I feel like um, the big final boss was probably an allegory for Jesus. And All to your knees in the Church of Ranger X. And Nintendo would never have allowed that. Nintendo was cowards. They was cowards. I think this game was probably full of religious allegory. It's just that we do not understand because we are not steeped in the... The, There you go. Future robot culture of Ranger X. There we go. We We just don't know the context in which all the various symbols... Uh, that are featured can tell us. Notice the way that, but even we we do know that the robot which we depict recharges its special energy from the sun, as if he is a solar god. Uh, that's something, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just like Jesus when Jesus would go out in the sun and shoot lasers out of his eyes. It's like when he went out into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights was, and was tempted by Satan. But he was like, no, Satan, 
I don't need your powers if I hold out for 40 days and 40 nights. My father in heaven will give me laser eyes. And it was true. Was that when he said, get behind me, Satan? Or was that a different thing? Get behind me, Satan, for laser eyes are before me. Get behind me, Satan. Yeah, get yeah, get right behind me, real close. Get behind me. Do it. <laughs> yes, and then they had sexual congress. Few people know, because few read the Bible and the original. Um, hieroglyphs. Hieroglyphics. <laughs> the original <laughs> Judaist hieroglyphs. It's in the book of Matthew in Koine Greek, but... Written in hieroglyphs for some reason. Odd. But I mean, why would you even need a Bible when you have the mega CD library? I mean, <laughs> eventually, history will reveal the library of the mega CD or Sega CD as the spiritual and metaphysical revelation that it is. I'm really intend, don't do, inspire global spiritual movements. I'm really psyched for the event for the Kickstarter that's going to help release the prototype ROM for the Dead Sea Scrolls. And even even if you do need the Judeo-Christian traditions, that's what Wisdom Tree was for. I still remember the special levels in Exodus Journey to the Promised Land when you played as Satan and fucked Jesus. Yes, I got the really good games. <laughs> Thank you for that. What were you? What were you saying, I, coward rights? I was just, I was just saying that uh, Sega got the good Wisdom Tree games in that case. Yeah, I think the Super Nintendo only got that fucking Noah's Ark game where you like put sheep to sleep with grapes, and it was really just Wolfenstein. And there was no penises in it. Not one penis. What am I paying for? <laughs> Biblical stories always have penises. Only Sega has really the courage to publish penises in 16-bit games. Pixel penis for life. Well. The ooze. Remember the ooze. What is Vector Man? What the fuck is Vector Man now? Penises. Yeah, <laughs> I guess he's a Vector Man. I guess so. I guess he's a. I guess the name is self-explanatory, isn't it? I'm just glad. You know, I'm glad he got cut out of Balls 3D because if he had been in Balls 3D, then Nintendo would have gotten a Vector Man, and they don't deserve Vector Man on their shitty system. Wait, did they put Vector Man on the virtual console? What? What is that? I don't know what you're talking about. I heard gamers talking about it. Were they Sega gamers? I don't. I don't know anymore. If they don't show you their Sega gamer official membership cards, then don't listen to them. If they didn't have a subscription to Sega Visions magazine in the nineties. Don't listen to them. You have to tell me if you play Sega or it's Entrapment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now you tell me. All right. 
I'm moving on. <laughs> Let's <laughs> Nintendo know how to move on to the next topic. <laughs> also, we've established Nintendo doesn't know how to make roofs. Yes, that's true. We've established all of the things that Nintendo. Okay, so. <clears throat> Hang tight, radical imperialists. We're entering the dad zone, the corner where we talk about the weekly game for dads. This week was Battle Golfer Yui, a golfing adventure RPG based on a pretty sick, nasty anime or manga or something about golfing without limits. Before we start, though, let us take a moment of silence for our own Tulpa, who sadly bit the big boy trying to recreate the game in real life. Amateur cybernetic technology was not ready for high-stakes golf, and though Tulpa thought centuries of necromancy would prepare them for the trials of battle golf, the one thing they forgot to be for their undead hordes was a dad. Let us pour one out for the Tulps while we play this Nightcore remix of the Battle Golfer Yui theme. Tulpa's in some khaki shorts and a pastel polo on the big green right now, surrounded by dads. Their undead minions feel nothing, but if they did, it'd be awesome, baby. Awesome, baby! Okay, so, I only asked you all to play this for about five minutes. What's up about that? So, I loaded this ROM up and it broke my monitor because it was so fucking awesome. So I couldn't play it, so I had to get my other monitor. And then I watched, like, three minutes of it on YouTube. And it looked like a golf game, but with RPG. I normally don't play the dad game because, as you know, dads are not very extreme. I mean, some people who are having children now went through a whole war and everything, but what about the 90s? I mean, sure, we had the first Gulf War, but that wasn't a real war. Gulf War Syndrome? More like Gulf Boar Syndrome. More like Gulf War Syndrome. But I did actually play this, and I guess it is pretty tootinous for a golf game. I played a hole. Uh, it eventually took mercy on me and just said, you don't get to finish this hole. I never got in the hole. I played about one hole of this, and then I immediately got a game over and I started crying, but uh, I had a save state and I kept loading it and reloading it and reloading it. But no matter how many times I hit that button, I didn't win. And so I just turned it off. You know, I feel very called out by this. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not what I, that's not what I was intended. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> Shit. Look, I'm taking I'm looking at fucking screenshots of this game and there's a fucking golf course that looks like a goddamn skeleton doing the Macarena or something. Like what the hell? This game is amazing. There is actually a lot of really cool stuff in this in this very uh difficult golf game. <laughs> the opening is genuinely kind of amazing. Could this guy be a battle golfer? It's very shonen manga kind of shit. Like, I just can't get over this skeleton golf course, though. Like, there's some some sand traps that kind of represent ribs and a collarbone and also your femur. And then the eye hole 
I think that's what it's called, is represent is the green. Like, wh- oh my god, you start in the foot and go up to the eye hole. It's fucking amazing. It's fucking amazing. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's just the way that Clint usually likes to do it. Start in the foot and go up to the eye hole. Am I right? Ha, 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 ha. Hi, Clint's mom. (laughs) Four play. Am I right? I don't get it. It's a sex thing. You (laughs) you wouldn't understand. I'm sorry. What sex? It's like it's like video games, but okay. I'm getting I'm getting blue here. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I was gonna say it's like video games, but with more moisture. Sounds gross. Well, you know. Wouldn't that, like, rust the copper? Copper <laughs> is remarkably resistant to corrosion. Uh, I'm caught between two characters. <laughs> also, don't fuck cops. Like, this, that sounds like it's in opposition to my usual standpoint, which is fuck cops, but I mean it in a different way. <laughs> There's a copper joke, right? Okay. Okay, I get it. Get it, get it, copper, copper, okay. Um, shit, like, I yeah. was like, how'd I get here? Yeah, well, you're here now. There's like, okay, I'm looking at a gif, a gif, a gif, a segif of this game, Sedja. And there's a wizard with like a skull wand. Yeah, that's the villain. That he's Fuck. the evil professor a that turns the characters into. Yes, he is trying to turn the the protagonists into battle golfers to like take over the world or something. It's incredible. By the way, thanks, thanks for sharing some fan art in the Discord with a panty shot. <laughs> I don't like having this in my window. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was just there, and I thought, this seems very appropriate <laughs> for Battle Golfer. Yeah, this game looks great. I wish I'd played it, but I didn't. My monitor's broken now, and I have to get. I have to go to Goodwill and get a new one. So I did try to play this game, but uh, right at the beginning, before I was even able to play one hole, this game asked me to do something that no Super Nintendo game has ever asked me to do. It asked me to think to to, to uh, it asked me to think. And oh, so I thought God. and I thought and I'm still thinking right now. Sega. Yeah, I have no ending to that bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> The, men- the menus are a bit opaque. You can't see through them at all. It's fucked up. Yeah, I want to see the yeah. inside of my monitor. I want to see the, the, the tubes. I only use CRTs. Baby, let your light shine down. <laughs> <laughs> um, Like, it's it's all in Japanese. That's a thing. This is a fan translation. Fuck, really? Yeah, oh, I gave it to you. <laughs> oh, I should have actually played the goddamn game. Fuck. <laughs> Welcome to uh, the Sega Genesis Exploration Podcast where we do everything properly and correctly and even pay attention to the things in front of us. 
you missed out on. Could this guy be a battle golfer? There, there really is. Okay, so there's the menu. Speak, check, or think. That's amazing. More games need a think option. I'm still thinking. <laughs> that That's your cue to stop thinking and start doing. I'm like the Dreamcast. I'm thinking. I get that joke. I'm like the Dreamcast in that I'm looking for sailors. I'm like the Dreamcast <laughs> in that I'm dead and it's really sad. I'm like the Dreamcast in that my VMU is batteries are dead. And now you can't play any mini games on me. You know I'm what? Like, I'm like the Dreamcast in that uh, Sonic Shuffle, I think it's called, is better than Mario Party, which I've never heard of. <laughs> you know what's my really. Dad, my dad is like the Dreamcast. He failed. <laughs> my dad is like the Dreamcast. He walked out on me earlier this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's terrible. Oh god. Yeah, really. Like that that's a gig exclusive for the dad zone segment this time. Have we really gone into how we're gig explorers now? Cuz that's really wonderful. Yeah, that's uh well we were always gig explorers for the last 68 episodes. Right, sorry. Sorry, gig explorations squats go out. No. Oh god. It's really easy to say actually. You're just pretending i'm sorry i'm sorry i am just pretending this is all been a character i'm actually very competent this is a house of lies and i would not yeah okay <laughs> that's how i get when i play battle golfer yui okay right i don't have fucking anything to say because i'm playing this fucking game can we please stop talking about dads yeah that's like that's that's like a a, a new uh, it was what? What do they have ten of in the Bible? That's like you can't fuck people or whatever. It's a new commandment. Dads. dads. It's a new exploration commandment. No dads. No dad talk. If I can't talk about my dad on a podcast, I'll probably never be on it again. I'm sorry. This no is sure. therapy for all of us. This is therapy for public therapy. <laughs> um, fuck. Public therapy that is. Hopefully supported by Patreon. <laughs> Go to our Patreon where you can make us feel like we actually are paying attention and we are loved. Donate five dollars per month to talk about your dad too. Ah <laughs> uh, fuck. Okay. Uh so um the second golfer in this uh is actually a girl with an eyeball mom in her hair and her name is Kitano. And you golf against her in a uh, graveyard, and she keeps insisting you're a yokai. This is all literally in the game. Wow. We've never played anything related to Gegege no Kitano, but I thought it was a pretty fun nod. If we, if we had, this would be really, really relevant. Also, the third golfer... Uh, Every time he golfs, like, the first two holes, at least, uh, if he hits the ball, it'll, like, just straight up fly into the water, and then he will immediately forfeit. And the first golfer is also Obama. 
Yes, the first golfer is Obama. Sorry, I meant the third golfer, the one that hits the water. Is that what Obama does? Yep. No joke here, it's just true. I wouldn't know. I was voting for Trump uh, like three three uh, elections? sessions ago. Yes, elections. <laughs> I don't know what the words are. Oh, God. I see, okay. Our Sega- Who has time to remember what a word is when you're so busy playing Sega games? I just want to issue an out-of-character disclaimer that we don't think all Sega fans are Trump voters, and I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, I want to be straight up. I, uh, that, that this is, I'm just, we're just collecting as many bits as possible. <laughs> because that is one of the, one of the worst things you can say about somebody. I asked my, it really is. Yeah, my, my, my wife asked, uh, her dad, so my father-in-law, they were talking about the election, like, shortly after, she was like, well, you voted for Trump, right? He was like, are you fucking kidding me? He didn't say fuck because he never cusses. But he was like, God, no, of course I didn't vote for Trump. He was like insulted by the very thought that even as a conservative person, that he would have voted for Trump. So, yeah, it's universal. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Back in character. That was my gun. I think that's about all we've got to say about the dad zone this time. So let's get back to being cool. Yeah. Fantasy. Pahantasy. 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 It's fancy. It's Pahantasy. We always have this argument. And you guys are always wrong. She. Panchy. Panchy. For some reason, I had it in my heart, the hope that on episode 69, we'd all figure out and come to a consensus on how this word, this mysterious, mysterious word is pronounced. We would all agree that it's pronounced panties. I already know the answer. It's It's panties. Fuck. It's it's plosive. Just pop that mic. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Anyway, so we're talking about panties. Pantasy. Right. But pa- I can't eat panties, right? That's what you're saying, right? Pantasy. Panties. Am I saying that right? You come into my house and you insist that my pussy doesn't pop? <laughs> right. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Clearly you're not taking this seriously. I don't know why I even bother. <laughs> I like... I like this no-code, the unenthusiastic gamer. <laughs> so, since we're not pretending anything, this is super serious. Um, <laughs> this segment, this segment we've all had opinions about, uh, reminds me to check the cutting room floor.net. The cutting uh, yeah. room floor said that uh, this game, it explicitly says on here, Ranger X is cool and better than Nintendo games because it has what Nintendo games don't have, and that's cheat codes. And other cheat things. codes! Airhorn, airhorn. The only thing that will ever help you beat a video game in the past. So, this game has uh, a debug mode that allows you to actually control the wireframe segments. What? Yes. What? 
It says at a before level screen with 3D visualization, press B, X, Z, and mode to enter the debug mode. Now you can control the camera. Actually, you are controlling your ship. Is Its image is in the right top corner. Use the D-pad buttons to rotate the camera down, up, inverse, Y, and X to rotate, rotate it clockwise or counterclockwise. C- Hope you Hold cut out my, there. My, my, <laughs> I, I, uh, I keep struggling with my browser. Uh, C or Z for lowering or raising your ship, Air B for moving it forward or backwards. And then you press mode to exit the debug mode. But yeah, you get to like move around the camera and your ship or whatever to look at whatever's going on. That's amazing. Like I am like I'm, I'm yep. legitimately like fucked up over how cool this is. Of all things to include a debug mode for, I was not expecting it to be for that. Like, you could make an entire game out of this shitty, cool, awesome wireframe stuff. Like, it's so fucking cool. And, like, you can actually control it. Like, this should have been a Nintendo. Don't. But it's amazing. And some people were doubting the power of blast processing. There are... There's a couple unused songs in here as well. Um, It says there's one more song that people commonly think is actually used, but I don't know anything about that. Um, The... There's a cheat mode you can enable that allows you to push a button like during a stage to either uh, to skip a level or to put the game in slow motion so that only while you're holding down a button will the game start moving. And that's just what I used the whole time. So actually, it took 10 hours for me to beat this game. So this game was the inspiration for Super Hot. (laughs) Super Ranger X. Hot. Blinks the Time Cat is actually the sequel to this game. That's really fucking cool, though. I miss cheat codes. Like, modern games don't have cheat codes because you got achievements. When you got achievements, you can't put in cheat codes. Sega Genesis didn't have a cheat achievements, therefore achievements suck. Like, this is genuine at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, fuck achievements. I want cheat codes. I want those more. I want to be able to hit the hit the fucking right combination of buttons and everybody starts dancing and the disco lights turn on like like Turok that I never played because it was on the N64. But it did have that mode I heard from a ghost that spoke to me while I was asleep. That's how most people hear about Nintendo games, I think. Ghosts. <laughs> Sleep ghosts. Or at least that's what I say whenever someone starts telling me about their Game Boy. I just start screaming, you're dead to me. (laughs) Game Boy didn't exist. Fuck you. Go away. You're dead to me. I hope that didn't clip too much. I backed off from my mic. (laughs) The Virtual Boy is revisionist history. Don't fucking talk about the Virtual Boy to me. God damn it. (laughs) I'll look at you from the land of the dead. Come into my house to tell me that the Game Boy's. You feeling lucky, punk? <laughs> what if every Clint Eastwood movie had air horns? That's the bonus category, but I've ruined that. What if? What if uh, air horns played every time Clint Eastwood actually opened his mouth? <laughs> it would be easier to bear with him. Gran what Torino if, would be a very different movie and less racist. I mean, that. I think. Right, anyway. I think that if Airhorns played every time Clint Eastwood's 
A strange vacuum of the sun opened his mouth. That would be good for his career because then he would have a thing other than Clint Eastwood's strange vacuum of the sun that for some reason Universal Studios wants to give acting jobs to. I can't figure it out. Hey, kid, you look kind of like your dad. Be in a movie. You look like an old man who's a baby. We need we need a mediocre white guy. It may as well be the mediocre white guy that looks like Clint Eastwood, but has absolutely no screen presence. Is Did Clint Eastwood giving sexual favors to people in order to... Do you think Clint Eastwood is... I think maybe... I think I feel I called out by this something. <laughs> <laughs> Clint Eastwood was 56 when his first son was born. Well, maybe not. Maybe Clint not first Eastwood son. was 56 when he blew his first job. <laughs> Clint Eastwood was he was in a long-term relationship with I don't suddenly I forget her name. She was a famous actress and Sandra Locke. He was in a long-term relationship with Sandra Locke. They also had a working relationship. And she wanted to have children for years. He said, nope, it's bad for our careers. Meanwhile, on the side, unbeknownst to her, he maintained a relationship with a flight attendant and had like three kids with the flight attendant and then at when the she, same time yes and then when oh. she like i like a lot of clint eastwood's work earlier work mostly up until unforgiven which is a masterful motion picture but he's a real piece of shit human being um sandra Locke found out um they broke up naturally and she she had a deal with Warner Brothers, which he's had a relationship with going back decades. Like he can basically make whatever he wants, no matter what, with them. Um, especially since American Sniper made so much money. And uh, she has sued him and them at some point. I don't know where it, where it went. Basically saying that she, uh, he, he sabotaged her, um, the deal that she had in place with them so that I don't remember the details of it or anything. Mm -hmm. Basically, well, we're not together anymore, so I'm going to sabotage your career in like the mid eighties because they broke up because he, for 10 years or so had kids with another woman. What's up with that? You know what my problem with all of this is? is that he shares my first name. That really fucking bothers me. <laughs> yeah, I was really confused for a sec. I thought Shrug was talking about you. <laughs> I knew he wasn't, but I was pretending he was in order to the, like accept the story better. The famous Clint. Mm-hmm. His relationship with Sandra Locke in the 70s. Clint Virtual Wood. <laughs> I, so yeah, so he, he's like a terrible he's like a terrible dude in his personal life. This has been your 
Famous dudes who are awful interlude. This has been the bad dad zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a quote from Sandra Locke, and I want you to p- picture me. Picture, Think of me. If you don't know what I look like, I'm a white dude with, with blue eyes and blonde hair and a, and a bad attitude. <laughs> I believe Clint knows who he is. He just doesn't like who he is. I do believe that Clint loved me as much as he is capable of love. And in the first eight or so years together, he really wanted to be the man he knew I saw in him. I think he tried very hard, but eventually one's nature cannot change. I told you that in confidence. (laughs) God damn it, Curry. You've broken me. Coward Rice, a.k.a. Sandra Locke, a.k.a. Curry Rice. (laughs) I mean, it really is like the, like, Curry school of, like, stealth trolling. We're just doxing each other now. (laughs) What the fuck topic are we on? I'm still talking. Pantasy. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, he's so got it. The Pantasia of Slint. Keystwood. Uh. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> Shrug's choking on some, uh, on a quiche for some reason. <laughs> Shrug is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's push to talk for a reason. <laughs> Clint Eastwood's The Shrug. <laughs> okay, what is fantasy again? <laughs> okay. God damn it. I, I'm talking Sorry. about talking about the hidden away myths of game. So I'm talking about uh, uh, Japanese easy mode. Yeah. This game... In Japan, they decided to hide away the easy mode that's in this game because they all can't bear the truth. And as a <laughs> as a result, uh, wait, not as a result. Anyway, it says here, while Ranger X has an easy mode available from the start, X Ranza, as it's called in Japan's easy mode, is disabled by default. To unlock it, go into the options menu and hit A, B, C, A, B, C, A, B, C, which is short for all cops are bastards. Very quickly, <laughs> the exact timing is still unknown. If you get it right, you should hear a sound effect. Choosing easy mode and starting the game will bring you to the picture tutorial level that plays the song and music ID 9. I can't play the music here. Maybe Clint could. I don't know. Music um, ID 9 coming up. And uh, it's an ID 9, not 89. <laughs> but <laughs> I got it. It says currently the only known way to get to the level in Ranger X, the American version, is through hacking or cheating. I'm going to post the picture in the Discord right now. We watched a video of it earlier, but it's rather adorable. The entire level looks like a rather. It looks like someone decided to make a Sonic level, the first Sonic level, in uh, MS Paint. Everything looks extremely friendly and silly. There's even a big, like the area at the very end spells out danger in, uh, uh, in painful obstacles. There are helicopters with like duck faces or something that kind of squish and stretch up and down, which is very unsettling. There's a a maze full of coins, I guess. 
and just it's 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 all there for you baby just to help you learn how to play a video game and i felt like this was meant for me it's sort of like uh like um wait what am i saying it's sort of uh it's it's a lesson in how to build a uh, a super mario world level it manages to do it better than super mario ever did it does look like a super mario world tutorial level and especially you know what it, it weirdly it reminds me of like seeing the whole level in in this uh way it reminds me of bankai um which is a game i've never played or heard of and the the funny thing is that like the the, the regular ranger x levels are sort of supposed to be in general very natural looking and this game is very obviously constructed by hand like right in the middle there is a spiral of blocks that if you shoot one, they all turn into something else. And uh, later, there's a, a bunch of spikes that say danger. It very much reminds me of a Bangayo level because those are very obviously designed, uh, which I've never played and I've never heard of. And because it has a giant robot, I don't think that helps either. <laughs> it's so. okay. Bangayo was on the Dreamcast. Oh, fuck. I thought it was only on the N64. Shit. Yeah. I love that game. Fucking Yeah. Every day Sega gives us a new gift. I love Bangayo. I actually only really played the DS version, uh, which stands for Dual Sega, of course. And uh, I fucking hope it does. It, it very much does. The Dual Sega was a very obscure console that Sega released after the Dreamcast. There were only six produced, but there were 400 games for it. It was weird. It's a really weird time in history to be alive. <laughs> It was backwards compatible with the 32X and the Mega CD and the Genesis. And the VM, VMU. Oh, yeah. And the Master System. And the SG-1000. DS actually stood for Double Pico. <laughs> I don't get it, but that's okay. Sega, Sega Pico, I think it was called, was a handheld that played Sega Genesis cartridges. That was no the shit. Nomad. Nomad, sorry. Pico was, I think, an arcade uh, thing that was Sega. Or oh, maybe... it's a kid's computer. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I'm Hell actually yeah. a big Sega fan here. <laughs> this is so cool. I wanted one of these as a kid. Not the Pico specifically, but one of those little computers. It was like a pseudo computer. Man. Oh man, I can imagine the, the the alternate history where I really got into like one of these weird little kids computers and like started hacking it as an adult and putting weird shit on it. Oh, fucking amazing. Anyway, sorry. You could be a real life Banky. Banky. I love Banky and all of his all of the uh, art installations. He does sculpture mostly, right? And it's like Mickey Mouse, but he's got like like uh 3 ears instead of 2. Love Banky. Yeah, Banky make me thinky. <laughs> I definitely peaked the microphone there. Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> so let's see. Oh, the Sega Nomad was a real fucking work of genius. Like, leave it. You know, yeah, look at that. The thing's got to be fucking huge and uncomfortable in your hands, but mo better than anything else ever. Well, yeah, like, I love the, I love the screen that fits. I love the screen that doesn't quite fit the display. <laughs> I love how the whole thing looks like a, a melted dolly clock slightly. <laughs> it's it's beautiful. The Sega Nomad's a thing of beauty. You know, 
Nintendo didn't produce a handheld Super Nintendo. It, it third parties had to do that. You know, like that's 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 wrong. Everybody should produce a handheld version of their home consoles three to five years later. That's just business, baby. Hi, I'm business, baby. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Sega games. I I, I really enjoyed the 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 very posthumous uh, Dreamcast release of Boss Baby for the Dreamcast. Yeah, that was really good. They- I can't believe that they actually got that dude to do the voice. You know. Seth Green. The Baldwin. That dude. Bald Seth Green. Bald Baldwin. Which Baldwin? The Gamergate Baldwin or the other Baldwins? Uh, The other Baldwins. Alec. Still a huge misogynistic piece of shit Baldwin, but not a Gamergator. He's just an asshole. Apple don't fall, baby. I don't know what this means. <laughs> you know, the Sega Nomad, for some very good reason, I'm sure, is much wider on the left than it is on the right side. <laughs> Why is that? Sega does what Nintendo don't when it comes to ergonomics. <laughs> Produce asymmetrical handheld devices. Sega consoles actually, uh, for those who don't know, release a low amount of radiation that uh, causes asymmetrical growth in the hands also a thing that nintendo never did they were trying to bring the human race to the next level of evolution (laughs) (laughs) ah fuck okay yeah right anyway (laughs) and that takes us to our last category zillion Um, hold on. What was Zillion about again? Uh, I think Zillion was like where we talk about, um, ah, fuck. Shit. What is Zillion? It was, ah, fuck. It was, uh, uh, it was, uh, an anime. No, the anime was based on the games, I think. Uh, it was trying to sell toys. Is this where we talk about blast processing? No, that's Blast Processing. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the Blast Processing. Oh. Uh, Zillion was a shooty game for the Sega Master System, I think. Uh, I don't think anybody actually had a Sega Master Can System. Can I talk about... Hey, I had a Sega Master System. Can I talk uh, about Alex Kid here? This is the no. Alex Kid segment? We are no. talking about Alex Kid, though. Is it, is it about the zillions of Alex Kid fans that are out in the world being underserved by the industry? Maybe... I think it's about I think it's about Sega's social media accounts. Is that what it is? They do have zillions of followers. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be it. But then I never feel like I look at the Sega Twitter, so I don't know. Maybe it's not. Fucking, I don't know. What zillion? Shit. I'm usually very afraid that Sonic, who is real, on his Twitter account will like talk to Mario or something. So I never look at it. Talpa would know. Where's Talpa? Where, where can my baby be? 
The Lord took her away from me. Help, uh... Did necromancers... When necromancers die... <laughs> what happens when a necromancer comes back from the dead? Are they still just a necromancer? Or is that like a whole new inflection? I am on a D&D podcast, but... I don't actually know how D&D works. So how do necromancers work? I'm pretty sure when a necromancer dies, they either die forever because the god of death hates them, or they've studied enough and become a lich. But you can't resurrect a necromancer because that, that gives you a divide by zero error and the whole game crashes. I thought necromancer was a euphemism for vampire. <laughs> so Topo might be a lich, or they might be a vampire... Hmm. Tulpa is a Tulpa. And Tulpa's not on this podcast because we all stopped imagining Tulpa, and therefore they disappeared. It's a real problem. R.I.P. Tulpa. Rip, rip, rip. <laughs> Let's all take a moment of silence and ready our air horns for Tulpa. What if all funerals had air horns? I want my funeral to have air horns, thank you. Is that what your bonus category is? No. <laughs> I was at the last funeral I was at was my friend's father-in-law's and he was in uh, the army for some period of time. Uh, don't really know what he did. I don't think it was a huge part of his life. But he uh, still got, you know, the military honors. And there were two people from the local base who came down to fold the flag. And one of them had a, a bugle. And when he went to play taps, I was late because of traffic. So I was standing in the back and I got to see that his bugle had a little electronic device. So when it was time to play he just pushed a button on the end of it to trigger a canned taps issuing out of the electronic device while he held it up to his mouth in a pantomime of playing the bugle is this real yeah oh. this is real this is apparently what they do now Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I feel a great, a crushing, a crushing sense of the, of the loss of taps. And also Tulpa. We have to, we have to get a real bugleist to play taps at Tulpa's funeral. We're going to have to have a, uh, a, a setup to play Sewer Shark on for Tulpa's funeral. As we all know, it was his favorite game, and that the ghost always comes back for more. <laughs> I thought of something, but then I forgot. All right. No. I right. So this game is a fantasy of being an. Uh, uh, sorry, a panties. Do, do they wear panties in the robot? Does oh, this wear? Tacy. It's oh, a zillion, zillions now. It's oh, a shit. zillion panties. <laughs> it's a zillion panties in a robot. It's, 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 I forgot what we were doing. Ah. What if there were a zillion sharks in a sewer? A zillion sewers in a shark? What if 
there was a giant shark and we all had to live inside it. Isn't there a tabletop game kind of based around that? I think so. I think there's a tabletop game for everything. I played a Kirby tabletop game the other day, but it sucked. Because <laughs> it was Nintendo. Oh, right. No, yeah, I thought Kirby was on Sega. I got confused. Well, because I played Kirby's Adventure on the NES at my friend's house, but I thought it was probably Master System because it had that cool 3D tower and shit. I was like, this can't be Nintendo. This fucker's lying to me. And that's the bottom line. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Should we do bottom lines for Ranger X? Oh, yeah. Uh, Ranger X is... Sick Nasty... Ranger X is <laughs> Ranger X is Ranger X is the bottom line. Ranger X is uh skating down a half pipe with your best friend, your dog. Ranger X is seeing your dog jumping on your dog and becoming one with your dog. That's Ranger X really unfortunate. <laughs> Sorry. Ranger X. No, go on. Unicycles are cool. Ranger X's warning enemy ship. Ranger X is Evangelion. <laughs> Two. Ran- Ranger X invented edging. <laughs> Ranger X is gay culture. <laughs> Ranger X is almost as confusing as trying to ride a unicycle drunk for the first time. But in a good way. Ranger X is podcasting. It sucks. (laughs) Ranger X blasts your processes. Ranger X is... We're good. We're good, Shrug. It's enough. It's enough. You can stop it. <laughs> God damn it, Shrug. Okay, Clint, do you have a bonus category for us this I, week? You know, I sure fucking do. I sure it way past bonus. We're into like super bonus territory here. Here's our bonus category for this week. And give me a second. I was doing that thing where I split it into both. Anyway. The bonus category for this week. Is Ranger X a mech, a robot, or a car? I'm really confused about this point, and I want to get other people's opinions. Is someone in Ranger X, or is Ranger X an autonomous being? And when Ranger X gets in the unicycle, what is it then? Is it a double mech? Is it a mech controlling a robot? Is it a mech in another mech, therefore making it mech squared? Is it just a car? Is the, I want to know. What do you think? I think there's definitely a little man who gets inside. You see it in the ending. So I'm going to guess that little man is a car. So the little man is a car. The car gets into the robot. The robot gets into another car. But the car itself is semi-sentient or at least remote controlled. What does that mean? Is Is it a Tesla? I think it's what your mommy and daddy told you about. 
You mean the emptiness and pointlessness of life? Yeah. Wait, is Elon Musk inside Ranger X? In which case, all Sega is ruined for me. I've never heard about uh, that type of Musk. <laughs> Elon Muskrat. It's the kind that you harvest from shellfish. Um... You know oh, what? like, like oh. muscles? Yes. You know what? I'll send you some. Um, in exchange Please. for your likeness rights for my um, send me your Genesis mind. film of your life. Yeah, well, you know, you're already like halfway through that thing, so I might as well. I would never DMCA someone like Nintendo does. Fucking Nintendo, Jesus Christ. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel, because like, okay, sure, there's a little man who gets in there, but maybe the little man is just power, like the Matrix. And so he's just getting in, and and his brain is providing power for the already sentient Ranger X, who then gets in a sentient car. Like, I mean, this is fucked up. This is some fucked up shit. This is, is, is this Vor? I asked that earlier, but is this Vor? I think it might be Vor. The second, the first boss appears to grab a fallen human and in like a field and suspend it and use it for something. I think it's like the Sega Genesis version of the human centipede. So it's like the robot centipede. It's like plugging, taking your 32X and plugging it into your Genesis and then plugging Sonic and Knuckles into your 32X and then plugging Sonic oh my God, you're right. into Knuckles. You're right. Ranger X is actually a giant metaphor for Sega consoles. Yeah, that's you, you know what? You're right. So the person is Sonic 3. And the gigantic robot is Ant Knuckles. Shit. Oh my god. This changes everything. This really is the most Sega game of all time. <sighs> the huge, ugly final boss, that's actually that's uh Shigesato Itoi, the creator of Mario. <laughs> and you gotta kill Itoi so he doesn't make Mario. You go to the past. To fight Itoi and then you you kill him before he makes Mario. I think I think that's how that works. Yeah, that's actually Shigesato Itoi as a fetus. Yes, yes. And, and he looks kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog because everyone knows that Mario is just a ripoff of Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, they. Uh, it's it's well known by now that Nintendo, when inventing Mario, got a focus group together of uh, of pl- of plumbers, and we're like. What would be the best form of representation for you? And weirdly, they picked a carpenter. I don't know. That was odd. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, everyone knows Mario loves building houses. Yeah, that's where Minecraft comes from. Mario. I mean, it's like, you know, it's an unofficial... It's a spiritual sequel. I've heard, anyway. In Japan, the carpenters and plumbers are part of the same union. Ah, Mario, the Mario Union. And so Mario's pro-union. What a bastard. Well, he is red. <laughs> That's true. He's a fucking commie. Um, I feel bad saying that. <laughs> well, that's it for this podcast. Hey, everyone. Where can people find you if they want more of you? 
<laughs> so I'm I'm Virtual Clint. You can find me on the Sega button, aka Select Button forums as Virtual Clint. I'm also on Twitter as Virtual Clint. I think that's it. I think that's it. There, is there anything else? No, that's it. Uh, I'm Shrug to the extreme. I you can be found on the forum to shrug. I'm on Twitter at Shrugopolis, very rarely using it. Uh, I'm on the New Rangers Allowed podcast, though. Who knows if that will go on now that our GM is apparently dead. Uh, you can find that under No Rangers Allowed. It's a D&D podcast where we mostly just talk to monsters, and I do bits, but none of them involve a soundboard. Yet. <laughs> it's a good podcast, Brent. I am No Code. You can find me on the select button forums as No Code, although I don't know why you'd want to do that based on my participation in this podcast. We love you, No Code. We love you. I love you not, too. That's not you an extra bit. Also, find me in your very own personal erotic pantases. Now we're talking. You can find me in your house, hiding underneath your bed. I'm Virtual Clint, and I'm under your bed right now. Playing a Sega Nomad. Playing a Sega Nomad. You know what I'm playing on Sega Nomad? Ranger X. I have the cartridge right here. And I've been Courier Rice. You can find me on the selectbutton.net forums as Courier Rice. You can find me on Twitter as Courier Rice. And I run the skexploration.tumblr.com microblog. Send me your nudes and your hate mail and your very angry hate mail nudes. If you like this podcast, spread the word. Tell your golf club. Tell your fellow man children. Tell your local political representatives. And don't tell them where I live. Leave your reviews <laughs> on iTunes and we'll read them on here. If it's me, I'll cry in front of everyone. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. Don't forget to check out the Patreon at patreon.com exploration. That's S-G-E-X, definitely not S-N-E-X. That would be really weird. I don't know why it would be that. The next podcast will be up on April 21st, and now it's time to find out what three games you'll be voting on. If you hurry to our Twitter at exploration, you should be able to catch the poll, probably, because that's a real Twitter. So the next three games up for vote are Rollo to the Rescue, Revolution X, and Chuck Rock. <laughs> Chuck Rock to son of Chuck. <laughs> That's it, as, as usual, no one is excited about the choices. <laughs> I don't. I'm very excited about Chuck Rock. You know, I had a uh, a Game Gear as a kid, and I had Chuck Rock to son of Chuck on there, and that thing fucking scarred me for life. That big baby face fucking terrified me. So uh, I'm very excited to experience my nightmares all over again. I dream of him every night. I do. I, I just hovering over me. Night. One day I will let Chuck Rock into me. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> Until next time. It's not. It it it's not. Oh fuck. Oh god, my I don't know the Sega library. It's not Fantasy Star Fantasy Star. It's not Rise of the Robots. It's not awesome, baby. Awesome, baby. It's not Boogeyman. It's not Power Rangers on the Sega Genesis. It's not, not Urban Strike! It's not Cyborg Justice.
It no definitely code. is not. No code. We played Urban Strike 27 episodes ago. Get over it. <laughs> <sighs> it's not dinosaurs for hire. It's not Disney's Frozen, but with robots. It's not The Lion King 2. Oddly enough, it, it is Ghostface Killer. <laughs> it's not... That's probably where it ends. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's not Chalk Rock 2, some Chuck. Okay, how's everyone feel about how we did? I'm extremely hungover. I feel very weird. Yeah. I always prefer total shit shows and that. So I feel good. <laughs> we finally met Shrug's expectations. That's all I ever wanted. Awesome, baby!